All right, what's up, guys? Ian Cummings here with my co-host, Nathan Britton and Rigos Rag. We're here to give you a draft recap. Nathan, what do you think of how the Redskins did in this draft? Uh, to me, you know, it looks pretty good. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I think the real um, value in their draft, I mean, everyone was excited about the round one pick because you do add another Alabama player to the defensive line, which has been such a big need, but you look at what they did in the later rounds, who they got, and just the value and the potential of the guys they got. I really think that this draft, this draft grades out really well for the Redskins. Oh yeah, dude, I I'm thinking the exact same thing. Uh, guys, we've put up a lot of that draft content and post draft content on Rigos Rag. Uh, you can go to rigosrag.com and check that out. We'll be putting up content daily, and also we are getting started a Rigos Rag podcast official. Rigos Rag podcast. We're still working out the technological aspects of it, but uh, when we get it to you, it's going to be great and it's going to be consistent. Today, we're giving you our draft recap episode, and uh, like we said, Redskins had a good draft. Let's uh, let's start with round one. Nathan, uh, you know our 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 um, immediate assessment of the Deron Payne pick was pretty blunt, uh, in the opposite direction, kind of in a negative light of pain. I've I've kind of warmed up to pain since then. How are you feeling about him though? Yeah, on draft night when we did our episode, I was irate that we distraught. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it was mainly because I thought we were going to miss out on guys. So getting guys in the second round helps that pick for me. Yeah, but what helps it even more for me is the um, Tim Settle pick. I think that you know they're going to they said Jay Gruden has come out and said they're going to start paying at nose tackle, and that that is what it is. You know, maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. I think that he's going to be use better as a defensive end and have a little bit more rush the passer to him. So I think that, you know, if they would have just taken him and ignored the defensive line or the nose tackle position in specific, it would have hurt a lot. But having that fallback plan of, okay, Payne didn't work at a nose tackle, so let's just put this 350-pound behemoth <laughs> right there in the middle, I think that that really helps that pick for me a lot. And I gave the pick, I don't remember where I gave it, but, Due to the talent left on the board and my dislike for Payne, I give it a really good grade. But now I'm coming back around. I think it's like a B pick for me. I think that what you get potential-wise from him rushing the passer and if he can clog up some lanes with uh, Tim Settle fall back on on a rotation or if he can't do the no type of thing, I really think that you get a great player and a great pick at 13. Yeah, yeah. I, I've kind of settled around that B range too. And one thing I've been thinking about with this pick is that <laughs> you've got uh, – You've got a lot of young talent on that defensive line now. Uh, you've got Matt Ioannidis, 2016 draft pick. He's still got two years left on his contract. You got Jonathan Allen, uh, last year first round draft pick. He's still got three years, and then you've got Settle and Payne, who are both on rookie contracts. So this defensive core, this defensive line core, is going to be together for the next two years at least. And so I think that security really helps and. Uh, they're all in rookie contracts too, so uh, that that could be big because this is a talented core, and we've seen what Jim Jim Tomsula can do, even with very unrefined talent. We saw what he did with Anthony Lanier; he was a really raw six foot six, two eighty defensive lineman. Uh, I think in twenty sixteen, and by twenty seventeen, he he got four and a half sacks in the last five games. So same with Matt Ioannidis; he got four and a half sacks in the first five games uh, when Allen went down. Uh, that it kind of hurt his production, but I think with Payne and Settle, both of them, and then Lanier, he's improving. Ioannidis is improving. <clears throat> Allen's coming back. He's healthy. This defensive line rotation looks really good, and 
when the pick first happened, I was like, we passed on Derwin James. Are you crazy? Like, what the heck? But uh, I didn't really appreciate the security of a strong defensive line rotation until I just kind of looked at the roster and I was like, holy crap, this is a good defensive line. So I've kind of warmed up to it because you build up from yeah. the trenches and it, it, we look pretty dang good there, I got to say. Yeah, definitely. And you, you mentioned the contracts and everything. You have a really young defensive line who you have Allen, who was arguably one of the best defensive linemen in the draft last year. You have Matt Ioannidis, who really was kind of coming into his own and I think doing a lot better than anybody besides Scott McClune would have thought he would have done with Jonathan Allen beside him. And, you know, Allen went down and Ioannidis got hurt and kind of tailed off. But those two come back healthy. You add in Deron Payne, who maybe he is a superstar. Maybe he's just a solid piece. That helps. You have Anthony Lanier coming together. You have the veteran guys like Ziggy Hood, if he makes the roster. Stacey McGee is a, a depth piece. So I really like what they did. Tim Settle, who I think is going to be turn out to be a steal for them because I, I don't see him as uh, you know a Geno Atkins or, or Gerald McCoy or anything like that, but I think getting him in the fifth round when you know leading up to the draft, you see a lot of mocks. He was you know, sneaking into the second, but mainly seeing the third round, getting him two rounds later, I think is incredible because his floor is, I'm a mad truck in the middle of your defensive line. Yeah. yeah. So you have to put two people on me because otherwise I'm just going to bowl over the other one. So yeah. And, and, and you mentioned it again, Jim Tom Sula. I mean, what he can do with defensive line and is everybody's going to so, eat. Yeah. Everybody play, play butt ass naked. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really, I, I do like the paint pick more now. I'm not going to be sporting his jersey. I'm still a little bit uh, not not that big of a fan of him yet, but I, I do like the pick. I think it's a good pick when you look at what we have going forward. Yeah, it's it's refreshing to see Ziggy Hood at sixth on the depth chart because you know last year you <laughs> saw he was your starting nose tackle. You're like, what the heck? How big is this guy? He's like, you know, something's not right here. So now. We went from having no starting nose tackles because, I mean, Phil Taylor, he's good, but he's got some serious Oh, yeah, I forgot injuries. about him. You know, he, he might, you know, make some noise. Be uh, I don't know how the practice squad works. He might be too old, but um, I think you can have a, way. a veteran eligible. I, I'm not sure either. I got to look into it. I think you can have a veteran eligible. I don't know if they'd use a practice squad slot on Taylor at this point over, yeah. like, Andre Pipkins or something, a younger guy there, but... I, I hope Taylor, he, he's the he's the underdog story to root for this offseason, but he's got an uphill battle because we went, we went from having zero starting nose tackles to having uh, one and a half. I think you'll get pain. He can definitely start there. Settle, he needs, yeah. he needs a little more refinement, but that is his position. That's his niche right there. So that's where he fits the best. And, you know, I, I, I don't really see where Taylor fits in there, even if he's healthy. Yeah. Cause he's got a, he's got a lot of ground to catch up, but. Yeah, yeah, I tend to agree. I, I hope the best because I like Bill Taylor. I liked him coming out. I liked what I saw from him in the preseason before he got hurt. Oh yeah. So you, you root for him, but if if he's not making your you know fifty three, that's you know that's you, you could do a lot worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. If he's not making your fifty three, it's because you have someone younger and better at him being thirty now. So you root for him, but you're not gonna cry if he if he doesn't make the fifty three. You know, thank him for his time and hope he gets latches on somewhere else. Like uh. AJ Francis did the other day. I know we lost a key player in him, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> he was getting yeah. two sacks a game, right? Yeah, run suffer. Yeah, practice squad talent talking about how the other team pays attention to the film. I don't, I don't know what he's doing. 
we didn't have to pay attention to the film. We had the evidence right there on the field in front of yeah. us. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, I get you. It, that that's a good problem to have though. When those fringe players, when those you know, they're they're just average. You know, Stacy McGee, Ziggy Hood, Phil Taylor. When those guys are on the edge of the roster, that's a good problem to have. When you're trying to fill spots behind them, that's a bad problem to have. So, we we stocked our defensive line with a lot of young talent and. I wasn't a fan of it. I wasn't a fan of specifically drafting them high because I really liked the depth in this draft, and that was on display when we got settled in the fifth round. But uh, yeah. you, you, there's multiple ways to win the draft, and uh, we're going to talk about here in a minute uh, the selection of Deron Payne. Any uh, reservations that we might have had about that were nullified when Darius Geis fell to us at number 59. I mean... Nate, just take me through your thought process in the second round, because that was that was a whirlwind. I was I was thinking a lot of emotions in there. It was crazy. Yeah, when I when we were when it was coming down to us, and I was looking, you know, I was just texting with my buddies, and I was like, oh, okay, he's got to get past it. If he gets past this team, there's a really good chance because this, this, and this doesn't need it unless someone trades up. He's got to <laughs> get past Oakland. He's got to get past Cleveland. Cleveland took Nick Chubb. Oh my God, he's gonna be. Out. And then. The Lions jumped in front of us at 43, and I was like, oh. I was scared. I, I was, I was scared. I was irate. I was like, <laughs> oh my God, there's no way that he fell just like out of arms. I, I was so mad. And then they took carry on Johnson. I was like, oh my God, this is it. This is it. This is it. And then they traded back. And I I, I swear, Ian, I turned on the TV. I was like, Dude, forget this. I, I, I went downstairs. I loaded up Fortnite, and I was like, you know what? I can't do this. I went back up. And I saw, and then he kept he kept sliding. He went past Oakland. I thought could use another running back. I think Philly was on clock again. And I was like, dude, what are they? What is going on? And then we get to our pick, and I, I was, I just was prepared. Make it happen. Like, We're not even gonna take him. He's here. We're not gonna take him. I was like, why? Wow, he fell all this way. They're gonna think they can get him, you know? Because we picked up, and they really think he's gonna fall in the third round. And then I don't know who that guy went up there and talking all that, you know, on behalf of Bruce Allen. But when he said Darius guys, I jumped up. I was kicking and punching <laughs> the air. I was so excited. I didn't even know. What to, oh, my God. I, I went online, custom ordered my jersey. It's in the mail now. <laughs> I, I was just so excited that we were able to get Darius guys that late. It's a steal. It's. A, I honestly think um, I, I wrote a couple of things down regarding the draft and where I think great value and steal potential for us is. Like, I think Tim Settle on the fifth is a steal, and, and I think uh, Sean Dion Hamilton, you know, potential if he can stay healthy, I think that could be quite a steal. So, for sure, yeah. I, it, it hurts me to say that at the time, at the time when we only had made two picks, I said guys was the steal of the draft, but um, no, he's definitely one of them because I think he's he going to be able to come in, and I think he's going to really keep us, he's going to help the running game. I, I, honestly, he's just be, he's a better, he's the best running back we have on the roster right now. So in a division where we now have Saquon Barkley, Zeke Elliott, Legarrette Blunt, and uh, Jay Ajaya, Jay Ajaya yeah. getting used as committee, Blunt's I, I really think having a running back that can help you know keep you in the race at that position with, uh, against the division opponents really helps. So I definitely think that getting him at fifty nine, it's my ideal pick. I couldn't; it was the best draft of my life uh, <laughs> because of guys and because of what they did later. But. Uh, I do think that that's a steal for us. I think that he's going to come in. I think that he's going to put all that nonsense of character issues to bed because, yeah. you know, you, you look and 
it came out that he he was at a shouting match with the Philadelphia Eagles, and the Philadelphia Eagles, the head coach comes out and goes, "Nah, don't know what that's about." So yeah, I mean, what's the biggest knock you have on Darius Geis is he likes to get on Twitch and play Fortnite, you know, hour for hours a day. Which is that really a problem? Would you, would you rather have your guy, you know, up late playing Fortnite or up late because he's in booking because he was out at the club and had too much to drink and something happened, you know exactly. what I mean? So I think he's going to come in and put those characters to bed, just get to work and show everybody that, you know, everybody that passed on him, sometimes some people twice, that they, they made a big mistake. Yeah, and I want to I wanna touch on those character concerns because those kind of had me in a whirlwind of emotions when uh, when during the second round because uh, we got to the 44th pick. I was like, after the Lions had traded up for Karrion Johnson, I was like, all right, come on, guys. Let's, let's get guys, all right? <laughs> Don't mess this up. And then they traded back. I was like, okay, what are you guys doing? Like, come on. And then I was on Twitter, and I was seeing all the uh, reports about his character concerns. And, you know, uh, I always err on the side. Uh, we don't know as much as the teams do. So I was like, maybe there is yeah. something there, although I'd never seen it. And uh, by the time he dropped to 59, because – I thought that was impossible at that point. I thought someone else was going to trade up and get him or something. Someone was going to take a chance on whatever the character issues are at that yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought. And then it got to number 59. I texted Jacob, uh, the other co-editor, Riggles Rag. I was like, you know, I don't really want him if we're going to deal with whatever these issues are. And then, we, and then we picked him. I was like, shoot, man. I don't really know what to think. But since then, I've kind of touched up on it, read a little bit more, and I think those character concerns are definitely overplayed. Uh, I've got some articles pulled up on my phone. Uh, there was one with his high school coach uh, addressing his character issues, and his high school coach is like, he's too hard a worker, stuff like that. You know, just yeah, gushing about him. Um, There's really I know you're you're up north, so you don't have the local DC radio, but no, uh, one of the the DC radio stations, the sports station. Uh, one of the shows had on a guy who covers, I think Ross Dillinger's his name, covers LSU for whatever thing he writes for down there. But they had him on because they wanted to know what is this, this is what are these character concerns with Darius guys? Like, what is it? What's going on? Like, do we need to be worried? And he couldn't even, he couldn't even come up with the answer. He's like, honestly, he's like, I, I want to know just as much as you do. He's like, <laughs> he, he was, he was never, you know, he's like, I look at the reports where you, you see the guys who are like the, the rest reports and stuff. He's like, Darius guys, his name was never on that. He goes, he never had any issues with coaches. He he was always in the weight room. He, like you say, he's working too hard. He was in the weight room. He was squatting more than a lot of the offensive and defensive linemen. He's at, I can't the remember the guy. number. He squatted was, a yeah. ton. Yeah. So I don't know what those character concerns are. I think that it is, I don't want to say that he's a perfect prospect because, you know, that just – you can't – anyone who says there's a perfect prospect, you have to discredit it because there's a bias thrown in there. But yeah. I 